Hello, and welcome to another episode of What About Now? What About Now? Hey. Hey. I'm How's Darren. it going? I'm Team Darren. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, Team Ted. Okay. Well, I'll make you Team Darren by the, uh, the end of the show. <laughs> well, as long as I'm not like Team uh, Gary or something. <laughs> Who's Gary? I don't know. Actually, I just uh, I watched uh, an SNL uh, record while I was waiting. I watched a recording from SNL, and there was just some joke on Weekend Update about Gary. Uh, I just that's the name stuck. It was a pretty funny joke. You know it was I, about, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat it because just go watch SNL. Honestly, like most of the time, I just look forward to watching Weekend Update because, like on SNL, they say that they have a completely different set of writers that just work on Weekend Update. So like it's usually like whatever ten minutes of like. Really funny jokes, and then, <coughs> and then maybe I'll maybe go back and watch the other stuff. Yeah. There's like two or three good sketches, and then the rest is kind of eh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but uh, I really like the Weekend Update jokes. Well, they've gotten, but, gotten uh, they've gotten back to being where they're best at, which is political, and and I think SNL's always been best when it's. Touched you're saying politics. during a Republican president, they're gonna the ratings will be much higher, and the jokes will be better than a Democratic president. Uh, probably. Probably, they, unless um, it's Bill Clinton, in which case, yes, like yes. Bl- blowjob they, joke they, they, city. They were, you know? they were kind of hands off of Barack. They they did one. I kind of remember semi decent uh, sketch about Barack. Uh, it was kind of making fun of the media and the way they kissed up to Barack Obama. I don't know if you remember the sketch. In it was in two thousand eight when. Uh, I do not. It was it was supposed to be one of the Democratic primary debates, and it was uh, it was um, who played Barack? Was it Fred Armisen? I think that played Barack at that point. No idea. And uh, it was um, uh, Amy Poehler was uh, playing uh, Hillary Clinton, and uh, the the debate was of course you know just styled in a primary debate and had three moderators, and the moderators were just hammering Hillary at with more and more increasingly difficult and hostile questions and every time they talked to Obama it was a softball love letter mm. type question where they were gotcha. so they're you know, kind of making fun of the the media's treatment of, of how they were very yes. very soft on Obama eh. which you know it's been a accusation leveled pretty much throughout his presidency and uh, sometimes not unwarranted so it's too bad that there wasn't any other uh you know, right-leaning media that could fill in the gap there. It's just a shame that he was just completely <laughs> left alone by every other form of, you I th- know, I, I AM radio and Fox I News. I don't think it really should be. I mean, and I know it's this way now, but I don't think it really should be the job of the media to be left-wing or right-wing. I think it should be as nonpartisan as possible. Well, which, yeah, I mean, they which, need to- you call means, them out when, yeah, yeah, when, when need when be. Criticism you know, needs to be done. It, it needs to be done. It means needs to be done fairly. Um, and I think sometimes the media as a whole let things skate, and Fox as a whole just goes overboard sometimes, like Benghazi and things like that. They went crazy over that stuff. It's like, I mean, it's just no, it's just you know, not just searching for non-issues, basically, just like, um. And every once in a while, I'll even see a bumper sticker that's like, she lied, Ford died, or something. It's like, yeah, it's, really? Yeah. And and how much have you heard about the four soldiers that died in uh, Niger last week? Uh, a little bit. But then again, I'm yeah. like a, new, a news junkie, so. No, 
but it, it doesn't require it to be a news junkie to realize that we just lost four soldiers and you haven't heard nearly the peep about it that you did about Benghazi, which dragged on for over two years. Yeah, but it reminds me of a beautiful scene from The Dark Knight, the Joker talking about the plan. He's like, well, you know, the... the in." and I'm paraphrasing here, but, like, the plan is that a bunch of gangbangers die or a truck full of soldiers die. Well, that's okay, because it's part of the plan. But you kill one little mayor, you know? <laughs> so you're uh, saying it was because it was one little ambassador? Um, I'm saying that... That... Um, how, how should I put this? Um, maybe... I, I don't know. I mean... Because in you, Benghazi, three of the four were soldiers. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm uh, trying to understand the correlation. I understand what you're saying. Were they actually soldiers, or were yeah, they just no. uh, staff members, embassy staff members? No, no. A couple of them were soldiers of personal protection. So, I, I, I'm not, I think the only civilian, technical civilian, was Ambassador Stevens. No, that's not true. Because, like, one guy, maybe he was a former soldier, and he was, uh, like, a maybe security service, but he wasn't a soldier. I guess what the point I'm talking about is, like, it, it seems like... Yeah, but, I mean, a security services, it's not a guy that's just, you know... It wasn't the data entry clerk. <laughs> it was somebody there that was to help safeguard... I guess, I guess it's the idea of, yeah. like, well, you know... I don't, I don't know quite how to say because, like, I don't want to... I'm, I'm not saying, not at least, it's like, it's you know, it's okay when soldiers die. I'm not, I'm not no, saying no, that. But no, like, I know, I know, I, I don't... Oh, shit. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh, the baby's stirring. Uh-oh, the baby is on the move. All right, let's pause. No, no, we have to pause. No, no. Oh, just keep no, it going. No, no, pause. No pause. Keep it going. Just for our listeners, uh, keeping an eye on the baby. <laughs> wife is the wife is out of town, and I'm just I have a constant, f- you know, feed from the nanny cam or whatever. And uh, not the nanny cam, the baby cam. What's not nanny cam? You, you're you're watching uh, nannies. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. She looks but, pretty good uh, for. She looks pretty good for seventy four, huh? <laughs> oh come on, dude. Seriously. Like every every once in a while, like um, our, when we when we need a back, some backup nanny care, and like we get a different person every day. Like if the nanny, if like a primary is out for the week or something sick, and we get a backup, we we'll get like a different lady every day. And if we get like an old one, like a sixty seven year old, no, they're like they're awful. They're like they don't want to crawl on the floor. They just want to like sit there and be like, uh, yeah, you keep playing, kid. You do your thing. Like, I just make sure you don't stick your finger in the light socket. Otherwise, <laughs> you you're the, on your own. You want the young nubile ones. <laughs> I mean, there's issues with that. Well, not for you. <laughs> At least not immediately. <laughs> well, when you say nubile, I, I guess I'm thinking of a different mindset. No, I'm thinking that mindset too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dual purpose but, uh, word. Okay. okay. <laughs> Damn it. And she is tossing and turning. But what was I saying? I was with the soldiers. Like, I don't know. Like, it may. Am I making a gross generalization about how, like, maybe the right wing are always like, well, let's you know increase defense spending and let's cut, you know, entitlements and, you know, increase our military and send our boys off to war and, it's um, you know the price of war. I mean, am I making a gross generalization or is it? Um, I I don't think it. I just don't know if the the analogy's proper as far as the the Dark Knight thing. 
because I don't think it was a matter about who died. I think what it was is it was, for looking at Fox News, it was a desperate attempt for them to make Obama and Clinton look like something that they weren't. And well, that, yeah, I mean that, that and that was and, and it wasn't it wasn't careless or anything. It was a desperate attempt to make them look like radical leftists, because the fact of the matter is both Obama and Clinton, to me, are centrists, slightly left to center, but centrist centrist all the way. Everything from the the financial bailout to um, the actual ACA implementation, the ACA design. Are centrist policies not far left? If he was a far, if he was the leftist that Sean Hannity and Fox News claimed Obama was, <clears throat> um, he would have thrown bankers in jail. He would have nationalized the auto industry instead of just bailing them out. He would have gone to single payer instead of crafting a, a, an extremely complex system that still managed to keep insurance companies involved. Um, who knew? Who knew it was so complicated? <laughs> who knew? But yeah, who knew? Yeah, but uh, you know, so <sighs> so the fact that they couldn't truly demonize him on the politics because the politics weren't that far to the left, they had to make stuff up. They had to make. And, well, that's and, what they that's what they do on a daily yeah. basis. It's like, is there something bad that's legitimate? Like uh, I don't know what. I can think of like remember the fiasco with the uh, the uh, Obamacare website that was a big fiasco. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, some deserve criticism there, but, yeah. but uh, then it's like, well, we got nothing. All right, what are we going to manufacture? What are we going to hype up? That's like nothing. Now that's what they do. I mean, the, the 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 scary thing is that people like my aunt, my elderly aunt, buy into it. Yeah, well, that's part of the target demographic. Unfortunately, it's not the only part of it anymore. What, the old and feeble-minded? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but if it was just elderly people that were easily scared, um, it's a situation that can rectify itself within a couple generations. Um, no, there's um, always new old people, though. Yes. What are you talking about? Yes, but I don't know if one automatically changes to believing fox news i don't think it comes with your aarp card you no know? oh yeah no no no. they've done studies when you get old you essentially lose your bullshit detector really yes they've done studies you become more trusting i don't know if it's because like when you're a kid and then you get cynical but then you get older you start to get a little bit you know things are not as clear and you look like you lose your bullshit detector hmm. yeah that's that's what yeah i mean no that's interesting because I think I'm as I'm getting older, I'm more cynical. <laughs> right, but then maybe, maybe you're not old enough. Like, like you know, we're we're, you know, we're in the middle. But yeah, like I maybe, hope I'm not old enough. You know, but you never know. But, you know, but, but I mean, the like we're thing, the we're gonna thing, die next week or something. No, no. But the sad thing is, it's it's not just that anymore though. If if you take a look at this whole wave of white nationalism you know i'm not just talking about the overtly white nationalists like the richard spencers and the people in charlottesville and stuff like that but i'm talking about the the less overt ones um but the ones that still do things like read breitbart and you know watch alex jones and stuff like that 
a lot of these people are younger, younger white males. Um, and the real sad thing is a lot of them are nerds. A lot of them are our people. Um, nerds? Yes. Nerds. Yes, they are. They have a lot of this stuff. I don't know if, if, if you're aware with this thing. A lot of this actually started this whole Peppy the Frog and, and uh, alt-right and stuff like that really started with a controversy about women in video games. It was something called oh. Gamergate. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I've heard of Of course I've heard yeah. of Gamergate. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where a lot of this um, alt-right stuff kind of popped up was... was uh, arguments it's like invading invading guys' space. Sort exactly, of thing. exactly. The, the problem is is nerds. Um, a lot of times we're not comfortable with the opposite sex, and we're a lot of times we are socially awkward. It kind of comes with the territory, and because of that, we tend to retreat to certain areas, and that tends to be video games, comic books, movies, music, you know, whatever little little niche that we find for ourselves we 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 get into it and we delve into it 100 percent, you know head on and we we start to own it it becomes part of who we are and we own it and if it gets threatened by people that we think don't love it the same way that we do or (coughs) look at it and want to do things differently with what we love it almost becomes an attack on us, and so that's what I think is. Happening. No, I just think that it's it's like it's a safe space where they're not reminded, but how they can't get women, and, <laughs> and it's like, and then, women and then a woman comes, a woman comes around, and it's like, well, get out of here, we don't want you here. This is our space because you're reminding me how much of a loser <laughs> I am. It could be, but but it's you, you see it now. If if you look online, like if I can get a woman, for God's sake, if I can get a woman, we, anybody women can come in, on. Women in a lot of these industries, whether they're comic books women comic book writers women comic book artists uh women uh game designers uh or game developers um they're, they're just constantly getting harassed online yeah by these these this horde of angry young white males that just... but are they like are they like 12 year olds are they like no but they're not no they're 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 20 year olds they're 30 year olds they're richard spencer type guys the whole thing that got Milo kicked off of Twitter last year was the absolute harassment of, of actress Leslie Jones for the female Ghostbuster right, right. relaunch. And um, they just tore that movie apart before it even came out because it was recast with women. And that was somehow an affront. Now, I saw the movie. It wasn't good. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll at least, the, I'll at least tear a movie apart, you know, yeah, but after I, I but, watched but at it. least I saw the movie. I watched it, yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it was it like, wasn't good. But it wasn't <laughs> it, it, it wasn't not good because it was four women in the roles. It just wasn't not good because it wasn't that funny. And it wasn't not good because I didn't think they did a whole lot of innovation with it. It just didn't, didn't click with me. Um, it had a couple of funny moments, but overall it just wasn't very good. And I, I like Paul Feig. I liked um, I liked Bridesmaids. Um, I liked um, what's the one with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy as the cops? Uh, I, I can't remember. It was actually funny. I liked it. I, I, I thought that one was actually really funny. Um, so I I had 
an anticipation that it could at least be decent because I liked the people involved with it. It just wasn't funny. Since we're talking about comedies, I don't know if this is a good transition, but I wanted to talk about another comedic movie as part of a, a story. So we've been we've been almost twenty minutes talking about politics and stuff. Um, are you? Did you want to say anything real quick before? Like, can we transition to a story? Yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. Um. So this is my. I just have a. I have a couple stories, and I think you have one too. Um, but this centers around. You remember Wedding Crashers? Yes. So the Wedding Crashers came out in two thousand and whatever. I don't know, two thousand and six or seven. I, no, I can't remember when it came out. The the aughts, the, the aughts, I believe. Two thousand five, uh, maybe. I think that's, but, about, uh, that's about right. Yeah. The reason why I bring it up is because okay, so as as all of our listener knows, um, I'm in Maryland, and um, so Maryland geography, they call it, it's like a horseshoe, and so there's the, the, like the western shore, the eastern shore, you got the Chesapeake Bay in the middle. Okay. And you know, Baltimore and Annapolis and everything's on the western shore, and then like that's the more rural part is like you go over the Bay Bridge, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, you end up on the eastern shore, and it's a little more rural. And uh, I guess there's kind of like farmland and rich, you know, rich people's area, or whatever. But um, so the wife and I, uh, for the long, I guess because I think my my sister ended up bringing it up when she was here. She mentioned it, and then we didn't do it with my sister. We were like, yeah, it's a good idea to go to. Um, to go like a town on the eastern shore, uh, I had wanted to go over there for a long time because supposedly, the like the TripAdvisor's uh, TripAdvisor's top ten ice cream parlors or ice cream shops in the country number two was on the eastern shore, like an hour and a half drive from my house. Oh, really? So for the longest time, I'm like, we need to go over there, and then like my sister kind of planned the seed again, and so we decided to make a, a day trip. I guess since we last talked. Um, we took a day trip, like a Saturday day trip, to a, ta- a couple towns over there. One was called St. Michael's, the other one was called Oxford. But like you know, like little cute, like um, quaint towns on the eastern shore, like in the middle of nowhere. And the reason why I bring this up is because I happen to remember that or notice that Wedding Crashers was filmed, or or part of it, the the wedding reception scene was filmed in um, a hotel in St. Michael's, like oh, a block right. from where we were. Oh, wow, okay. Like, yeah, so, um, so you know, we, had our, we took our day trip, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't convince my wife to go there. I was like, oh, you know, we're a block from the whatever hotel. And of course, I couldn't. I was like, come on, let's go there. Let's crash or whatever. <laughs> oh, you wanted and, to crash uh, the wedding crasher hotel. Oh. Exactly, something like that, but... So we didn't go there, but just just like the only, the pretty much that's probably the most famous thing the town's known for. But uh, so we took our trip to the Eastern Shore, and um, just to sort of give you a play-by-play, um, we started by going over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, which is apparently it's a sort of a unique. It's like one of like the longest. Um, what are they called? I don't know, suspension. It's not a suspension bridge. But one, of the, one of the longest uh, scare the shit out of your bridges, I, I could say. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's a really long bridge over the Chesapeake Bay. And like compared to other bridges, like every time we go up to Philadelphia, we go over like 
some river in Delaware or towards Delaware and uh, like a big bridge and it's lovely because it's like when you're driving on the bridge you don't feel like you're gonna drive off the edge at any moment or you know it's like they, it's like they really give you a sense of like safety like like when we took a California trip back in 09 we were we drove the Pacific Coast Highway from like Monterey to somewhere just you know through Big Sur down to Santa Barbara or whatever but, um, I mean, that's, like, scare the shit out of you driving. It's, like, two-lane road, 25 miles an hour. Um, on the left side is the mountain. You go, you know, the upside of the mountain. And on the right side is, like, a little flimsy guardrail and then a, I want to say, like, 10 million foot drop off the edge. So, so you're saying it's not the best time for me to check my fantasy football score? Are you driving or are you not driving? I'm driving. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that really no time is the best time if you're driving. Well, but, no, uh, you know, there's, there's better times than others. There are better times than others. So that's like a, that is an example of like the scare the shit of you kind of driving. My wife made me drive that because she wanted to enjoy the scenery. She's like, she drove the entire rest of the trip. And she's like, you're going to do some driving. Like, ah. that's, you just got to have tunnel vision. You're driving the Pacific Coast Highway. Like, no, there's nothing there. There's just a road in front of me. It's like, hmm, do I want to plummet off the cliff or go head on to a car? I'm going to go head on to a car. I think. Did, did, you, play, eh, did you play Jan and Dean's Dead Man's Curve on Endless Loop? Uh, no, wow, that's even too old a reference for me. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I went too far. Sorry. Wow, no, wow. no. Okay. Um. Well, the, anyway, so we're going to the Chesapeake paper. That's the homework for the week. Go Google Jan and Dean and Dead Man's Curve. There you go. Oh my god. Um. I think if I Google Jan and Dean's Dead Man's Curve, they'd be like, "Uh, excuse me, idiot." But you can't use the internet to look up something so old. You have to go to encyclopedia set. No, it would say, are you sure you want to look at this? Hannity's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so this is like a scare. The, sh- the Chesapeake Bay Bridge is like a scare the shit at your bridge. Like, there's a metal guardrail that you can, like, see right over to, like, the drop-off. And it, it really doesn't... I, I, I'm assuming that the engineers did some testing and were like made it so that if you crashed into the guardrail you wouldn't just go right through but it just doesn't look that sturdy <laughs> and uh i'm not driving across but but still it's kind of nerve-wracking and here here's the fun part the fun part is that there's two sides there's you know the whatever the eastbound side and the westbound side and so like there's three lanes on each side and then between them they're not adjacent it's like there's a big gap where like, there's like you know air <laughs> like we're you know it's like a divided highway but it's divided by like it's really a really big divided highway it's like where the drop-off is right it's not let's just like traffic in the middle guardrail or anything it's like divided and in the middle is like oh, maybe a half of 50 yards worth of of plummet your death space right 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 and so this is i think this is was steph's first time driving over as well and so we take the e-pass lane. We're going eastbound. We take the e-pass lane all the way to the left. The or easy pass. Sorry, up here it's called. What's it called? It's called easy pass up here. It's Sun Pass in Florida. So. Yeah. Well, no, they have. The, they still have e-pass down there. Uh, you know. Orlando I, had. I they I know you can use. I think they still have it as e-pass, but it uses Sun Pass as well now. So it's. Well, they're all both. they're all interoperable, but like yeah. like 
It was like at the Orlando Express Authority gives yeah. you like a. I, yeah, I think it's called they, E-Pass. Yeah, they still have E-Pass in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so this is I think it's called Easy Pass here. But okay. um, so she made the mistake of taking the far left lane, which was like the the Easy Pass lane, and I guess for traffic congestion, congestion, it routed us to the westbound side. So there's three lanes in the westbound side. Two of them are westbound, and one of them is us going eastbound. So it's even better, because to the right is the flimsy guardrail, where you plummet to your death, and to the left is another is about five feet away from another car coming right at you at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like the Pacific, uh, like the, um, the overseas highway in Key West, if that still exists anywhere, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... That's a good question. But uh, basically a two-lane road, people are going 60 miles an hour right at you, and then, like, nothing yeah. to the right. But, right. like, the, you know, the the water, the, the bay, whatever, the fucking golf, I don't know what it is. But uh, so that, that's, like, that was, like, part of the charm of our trip. Well, that's, but, you know, Im- imminent death is always charming, so. It depends what you're doing. If, it, like, you're shooting up heroin <laughs> or, like... So was it uh, choking while masturbating? Then I guess that yeah, happen. I mean that's cool. That's cool, right? <laughs> Autoerotic asphyxiation. Well, while you're doing it, I guess it's cool. <laughs> I've never been into it, but apparently it's <laughs> it's to die for. <laughs> I've never actually done it myself, but I I know enough to know that you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it in pairs. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully, it's like a woman I'm doing it with, but like, hey, Darren, can you? See? It's like. I don't know the etiquette for like you could, I I work out or I used to weight lift in the gym, and like the etiquette for like asking somebody to spot you when you're bench pressing. I'm not sure if it's like the same etiquette to ask somebody <laughs> to spot you while you're masturbating, and choking yourself. Hey, do you gonna get a spot? <laughs> now I suppose if you're doing it in like the locker room of the gym, then some it's sort of there's some overlap, right? In terms, of, maybe it's the same rules, but I guess you probably want to do it with like a sexual partner. You know. Or at least the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. How, what? How are you gonna? How are you gonna have a magazine prevent you from dying? You can. No, you can't. Have it. it won't. But I'm just trying no. to figure out what's gonna trigger the uh, the autoerotic part. <laughs> no, but are you talking about like at when you're at the gym? You mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you have some like weird. Um, Locker fetish? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, man. Um, anyway, so... Driving, you know, avoiding our impending doom with the Chesapeake. And we get over to uh, St. Michael's. And, you know, it's one of these quaint little charming towns with all these little, you know, trendy restaurants, whatever. And they had the... And we went to the, um... I love doing these stupid things like the Mar- there was a Chesapeake Maritime Museum, and uh, like had like an old lighthouse and an old you know tugboat that the kids can play in and like all kinds of kitschy stuff like that. And um, I wasn't that impressed. I've been to kitschy stuff like that, like useless like museums like that. They're like are really entertaining and have good like recreation and stuff. And this one, I was just not impressed at all. Okay. Um, first of all. Half of it was closed. So we get there, we're like an hour left. And it's like, well, are we going to pay like 15 bucks or whatever to go in to get an hour's worth of Chesapeake Bay Museum? And then, you know, had I, wait, I waited 10 minutes, I would have 
answer to my own question been like an hour and a half is way too long for the test maritime museum but uh so part of the thing part of the the annoyance was that maybe i didn't see the good half because half of it was shut down because guess what they were doing they were setting up for a wedding and of course, we're in the town of the wedding crashers. The, f- the first thing that comes to my mind is we gotta crash this wedding. <laughs> now, a couple problems here, or one one big problem, because like there's there was like setting up all the tables, setting up, especially in like in the reception area that was like one of the big museums. I'm like, well, I wanted to see like the recreation of the cannery or whatever, and uh, they were setting up tables. I'm like, okay, we don't get to see that. Actually, it wasn't technically closed. They were just setting up tables. I was like, well, I don't give a shit. I pay my mission. I want to go see the cannery. Who cares? And like, I was like, well, the wife is like, well, there's like champagne glasses on tables, and we have a two-year-old with us. Maybe not, not the best idea. But uh, It is hard to pick up women at a wedding when you've got your wife and two-year-old daughter with you. Um... That, so that wasn't the problem. No, I mean, I, didn't, I, I wasn't there to pick up women. I just wanted to, like, crash pretend to be part of it and, like, steal some cake or something. Okay, because I think yeah. you missed the entire point of wedding crashers. If you... <laughs> no, I understand, but, like, they it was to pick up women, but it was also just to... It would have been a really short movie if their whole goal was to just eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> but it... it was also about pretending, like, you know... Schmoozing and mingling. Wedding crashers with John Candy and Chris Farley. What? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> when they were alive or dead? Well, they're eating cake, so I would say they would still be alive. Okay. Okay. Um. Chris yeah, Farley would not pick. Chris Farley would look at John Candy and said, "I thought you said Coke." Oh jeez. Too soon. Um, think Too about- soon. <laughs> No, no, not too soon. Oh wait, but John. Well, John Candy, he did. You know, Farley died of uh, heroin overdose, and John Candy died of like every other, like legal drug, like oh. food, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. He smoked like three packs a day. Yeah. But uh, no, I remember like at the end of the wedding crashers, they all. Like, hey, let's go crash your wedding as couples, right? It was all about, it's like, it's about the thrill of the lie, thrill, like, the, you know, the chase. It's like people who shoplift, they, like, they're, but they're not poor, they're doing it for the thrill, you know? So you would have crashed it for the thrill. Yeah, crash for the thrill, just see if you can get away with the lie, but, uh... The thrill oh, and Here's the, the one... <laughs> the thrill and the cake, yeah, the, the thrill of the cake. Ooh... Too bad we already have a title for our podcast, because we can also know it as <laughs> The Thrill of the Cake. But we always need a title for an episode, so here you go. That's true, that's true, because like, I always try to pick a, a line, like the, from the last one. I was going to run it by you, this is kind of weird because we're talking about the last one, but like, by the time this one's, you listen to this one, it'll post it already. Yeah, so. I, I don't know if everybody wants to hear a bunch of inside baseball, so we can talk about it off. No, no, no. But, uh, okay, the thrill of the cake. We'll call this one the thrill of the cake. But, um, um, you know, it's the thrill of the cake, just the thrill of the schmooze, like, to get away with it. But see if you can guess what the one big problem was of us trying to crash that wedding at the Maritime Museum. Uh, they were all Nazis. No, and that's kind of weird that you went that direction. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I was like, 
what would keep you from going into a wedding? Yeah, a bunch of Nazis would keep... <laughs> okay, so, technically, I have no proof if they were not Nazis. Okay. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that they were, in fact, not Nazis. Okay. Um, come on, a couple more guesses here. What would prevent us from crashing this wedding? Um, my guess is... They were probably all black. No! <laughs> and you were white, and you would stick out. No, it was because we were dressed in shorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. My God, where's your mind going? I have no idea. You said it was the opposite of Nazis. I'm like, they're all black? <laughs> I went, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say the opposite of Nazis. I just said, give me another guess. What are you talking about? You said, you said it was like the exact opposite. I'm like, okay, the, the exact opposite. Uh... They're all black? <laughs> I don't recall saying the exact opposite. Whatever, no. Well, we'll have to... Okay, that. so... I don't know what I said. We'll have to... We'll have to, you know... Roll 212. Let's figure out. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to look at it later in the thing. Yeah, whatever. So... But, uh, no, no. So, the answer was that we weren't dressed properly. We were dressed like tourists wandering around St. Michael's in our shorts in our <laughs> summer clothes or whatever. And there was, like... There were people that are dressed in Well, you do know that Nazis these dresses. days were just wear polo shirts and khakis. So, I mean, you would have fit in if they were Nazis. But they weren't Nazis! <laughs> At least I think they weren't. You never know. That's the thing with Nazis. You never <laughs> you know. You never know. You never know. But, uh, okay, so, so, I wanted to somehow fuck with this wedding. And so we couldn't crash it. So can you guess what plan B was? Uh, to run in, steal some cake, and run away. No, because this was um, prior to the beginning of the wedding. So, like, they I guess after the museum closed, they were going to have the actual wedding. So this was during the setup, and there was, like, there were some, like, uh, wedding party people there and there were people slowly arriving but it was actually before any of the festivities had started so there was no cake yet so you wanted to sneak into the other part of the museum that was close to you technically none of the museum was close to us yet oh i have no idea where is this going <laughs> okay so plan b was to try to in my own humorous way to disrupt this wedding or sow some seeds because when we walked in there was a big sign that said, Kate and Matt's wedding. Katie and Matt's wedding. First of all, it's never Matt and Katie's. It's always the woman first. It was Katie and Matt's wedding. And when we're walking around, anytime we like walk next to somebody who we thought was part of the wedding party, by the way, they were just... I started to make all these jokes or say these things so that I would be overheard. Say things like, man, I can't believe Katie ran off with the best man. <laughs> Things of that nature, I so that I would like I would say it loud to my wife, so it would be overheard to hopefully sow some seeds of discontent amongst you know. Leave it to you to try to shit on this girl's happiest day of her life. <laughs> exactly, her her best her supposed to be the best her uh, her day. Yeah. Yes, and I was like making comments like that. I like to like to guess. Who, some complete stranger who's upset that he can't see the whole museum and doesn't have any cake is trying to shit on her day. It's like. It's like, I can't believe she's wearing white, you know? Did, did you hear that she's four months pregnant? <laughs> but, uh, by the way, if, if Matt, if Katie and or Matt or anybody from that wedding should happen to be listening to this podcast, I know 
you know, the odds of that are like one in a zillion. But that would be so awesome. And I mean, if Matt and or Katie could actually email us at Darren and Ted at <laughs> gmail dot com. Email us and, I'll, have to... and I'll let you know how to find Ted. <laughs> you might want to have some words with him. <laughs> uh, yes. So that leads me to a question. Um, okay. Anyway, hold on. Okay, so oh, yeah. her, oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, finish, finish, finish. Did, did Kate... No, no, you asked me the question because we got more. We got, we got, I got plenty more for the story. Okay. So go ahead. Um, well, I was going to lead into my other story, so go, go ahead and finish your story, and then I'll, uh, I'll go with the question. No, I mean that's it. Um, from there, we. Uh, oh, the other thing, the other interesting thing I noted was that um, while we were in St. Michael's, there were like these street corner protesters. They're like, oh, what's going on here? <coughs> and they're wearing purple. And they were, st- I, they were standing, I don't know if they were standing in front of a church or something. But I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Like, and so I'm dying to know. And then finally, when we were walking, after we parked, we were walking by, I saw that, like, they were wearing shirts. It was like, it was like, the purple was like, fight opioids. So it was like, for that particular county in Maryland, I don't know what, I can't remember the name of the county. It was like, unity against the opioid epidemic and then purple was their color wow and uh so it was interesting yeah and then like later on so then we we um we went to the museum we had lunch we uh, and then the other yeah, so obviously we're, we're meandering right making our way to the ice cream parlor that was our, our final you know destination was the ice cream parlor and we we took a, a weird like out of the way route and we ended up so we ended up so we could take the boat ferry if you've never taken a boat, um, sorry, the car ferry. If you've never taken a car ferry, I highly recommend it. A boat ferry sounds kind of redundant. <laughs> well, boat ferry sounds like what you what the boat captain makes a wish to, to have a safe journey. Please, boat ferry, can I become a real captain sort of thing? You know? I might be thinking of Pinocchio, but... Um, um, no, so the car ferry. So we specifically went out of the way so we could take the car ferry across the Chesapeake. And this is like they're the way they tout it on the website is like it's the it's the oldest privately run ferry route in the country. Like it's been there's been a ferry across this route since like the 1600s. Wow. Was well, wasn't always a motorboat, I was gonna, right? I was going to say they were transporting cars since the 1600s. <laughs> Probably, you know, carriages, you know, horses yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, so it was kind of cool. We took the uh, took the uh, car ferry across the Chesapeake, and uh, we went across, and then we found... Then we're driving around, and it's starting to get dark, and then every... Well, not every, but like most of the porch lights, they had they were purple. They had swapped out their bulbs. I guess they, they distributed purple bulbs because we're driving around, and it's like all the purple porch lights in unity for the... That was kind of interesting. And then we hung out. We played at the park a little bit. Killed, killing some time to wait for uh, our dinner reservation. I don't know. What, it was too early to eat. So we, we killed some time at the park. And then we, we ate the restaurant right next to the ice cream place. Then we went to the ice cream place. And I can say I've eaten at the second, you know, according to TripAdvisor, the second best ice cream shop in the country. And it was oh. pretty goddamn good. <laughs> and it was pretty good. It was so good, like... I, I don't really just, I'm a chocolate guy but like they had such weird flavors I'm like I'm not even getting chocolate I'm getting like the ginger the ginger <laughs> ice cream and like the Girl Scout cinnamon s'mores it was like it was just amazing 
the second best. Oh, wow. I yes, I. I mean, you can't have best. You go for second best. So, you know what? I think that according to TripAdvisor, the best one is in like Naples. It's like it's somewhere on the west coast of Florida, or it was. Anyways. Wow. I'll have to. I'll have to take a but, look. Take a moved, trip. Yeah, I got somebody that moved out that way. If I if I do, I will eat at the best and let you know. Best ice cream parlor, <laughs> according to like TripAdvisor from 2012. <laughs> oh, that's old news, man. That's five years. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think if so. That that's my. I think that that's all I got from my uh, Saint Michael. So let me just check my notes real quick. Uh, yada yada yada. Oh, I forgot. I forgot one story actually. Um. One thing I forgot to mention was that while we were at the museum, the kind of crappy museum, trying to break up Mad Katie, um, you know, it's really hot. It's unseasonably hot. Um, there's maybe a couple buildings that have AC, but like by far the best, like the coolest in terms of temperature, the best place to hang out to cool off at the museum was. The men's room right adjacent to the gift shop as near the exit. <laughs> so, like, I'm, like, overheated and, like, I couldn't even... There's supposed to, there was supposed to be, like, one... Oh, shit. Uh, the baby is on the move. The baby is on the move. <laughs> I hope she does not get out of bed. She's turning... I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but... Look, did I mention this at the beginning about how I'm, like, watching the... Yeah, I'm watching the baby. Yes. On the, You're watching the, the nanny. nanny can. Yes. 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 And uh, at any moment, I have to pause from upstairs to comfort my screaming child whatever but uh, she turned I think it was a false alarm she turned she's still in bed though. okay Okay. Uh, so anyway so like the best the best way to cool off at the at the the museum was like the men's room adjacent to the exit gift shop and so like I went in there to use the bath like there was like not even any water for there's supposedly like one water fountain in the park in the museum I couldn't even find it <laughs> so I go into the men's room like because nobody even goes to that men's room it's like so. It's you like were so kind disappointed. <laughs> I was looking for a little fun. I was looking for a little, uh, you know, autoerotic fun I, to get spotted. I, I hang out in men's room to cool off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, likely story. So I go in there, and there's like a little wall unit above the door, and I'm like, oh, it's so, it's so lovely in this men's room. So I'm just standing there in front of the bathroom door with my head tilted upward, going. Uh, right by the door and then like a guy a guy an old guy like opens the door and I go oh sorry you know <laughs> like no no no, no. not what you think so, sorry to disturb your moment there son <laughs> no I swear like maybe he thought I was like you know pissing on the door or something <laughs> or <laughs> or like like the best case scenario was he thought I was peeing on the door <laughs> My head tilted up towards they just go like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I would have probably had just as much fun if I just spent the whole hour in the men's room next to the gift shop at the Chesapeake Maritime <laughs> Museum. <laughs> Other than the jokes I was making towards the uh, Matt and Katie wedding party. Now, sorry, sorry, Katie, Katie and Matt. Katie and Matt. Anyways, that's so. all I got. So, Katie, man. That's all I got. That's, that was my story. Okay, so that, that, that leads me to my question. Um, oh, wait. I forgot one joke, but go ahead. <laughs> maybe Tell your story. Tell your story. <coughs> maybe the go ahead. Do you ever self-censor? Like, do you, do, ever, self- do you ever self-censor? Like, do you ever find that you have a joke or you have a situation that's humorous and you can bring up this joke or bring up this situation or play into it but you don't because 
it might be the bridge too far. It might be the line you shouldn't cross. Um, Especially if you're not... If you're not surrounded by people you really know, especially. So are you are you talking about a situation where like I'm just out and about somewhere making jokes? Are you talking yeah, about or, work? Are you talking? Well, of course I still said when I'm at work. There's a have, whole. We have different lines of, of where we're comfortable. If you're with your best friends, you can you can say things and joke in, in ways that you wouldn't necessarily to a complete stranger. I understand that, but I mean like, do you self censor? Like I mean, if you're on, you've done stand up or or you're you're out and about and there's people around and you don't don't really know and you're joking around and trying to get people to laugh but you don't really know them or there's, there's no there's, there's no repercussions there's, well you you don't know no no, no no what i mean no no no, no. I, I don't mean like i go on a racial tirade repercussions i mean like again i of course i self-censor when i'm at work and hanging out with my co-workers because there's there's a, a much larger list of things that you can't say when you're in the office, right? Well, yes. You know, yes, as opposed exactly. to, but again, let's 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 clarify what situation we're talking well, about. Well, not For example, like, do you play the room. Do you feel like if you say something or do something that might get a hostile reaction from somebody, that you would maybe not necessarily do it, and maybe it is ra- it, it is tinged in, in either some racial humor or some sexual humor. Well, or see, I never, I gender never humor or anything like that. I see. I would. I would never. Like it's like it's I think the racist that would be like oh well, I'm gonna tell the jokes about this group or that group but like only if they're not around that's incredibly racist I would never do that I would never say a joke that I wouldn't be afraid to tell in front of a room full of whatever the people is in a of the you know the the is the focus of the joke right. you know like um but oh shit is she getting out of bed <laughs> oh no oh god oh no no no. Easy, settle down. Oh shit, she's 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 sitting up now. Uh oh, uh oh, wait. Oh no, she said okay. She no, she's down. No, she's back up. Wait, I. Damn it, man. She is just. No, she's settling back down. She actually sat up in bed. I I don't know why I'm whispering right now because I don't think she can hear me. I'm in the basement, and she's two floors up. But I feel like I feel like if I whisper, she'll settle back. Down. It's okay. It's okay, she's baby. Good vibes. Good vibes her way. Yes. Good vibrations. I'm sending good vibrations. Okay, she's not picking up any excitations. <laughs> oh, see, you you do know that era. There you go. Well, come on, it's only like supposedly one of one of the best albums of all time. But like, I've actually listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Actually, Sorry. I I do like that sounds. I, I know you I, like it. I, I, I think I like a total of two songs. Also. I don't think I would go so far as saying it's to me the best album of all time, but I like I like that sounds. So, but it's usually like in the top ten or something. <laughs> That's arguable, but okay, we will get off topic yes. though. But uh, oh, by the way, don't let me forget to tell my joke. My, I got my final joke about St. Michael's, but we'll circle back to that. Okay. In a minute. Okay. But like, like I said, I wouldn't like I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't like for stand-up comedy. I wouldn't say a joke that I like oh I couldn't tell that in front of a such and such audience okay you know it's okay. like if you have a joke <clears throat> then you gotta have the balls because like for example because like, you know some some humor is offensive and it, it you know it, it could be borderline offensive it could be overtly offensive and I don't think I'm I'm, I'm but, saying you, you try to be overtly offensive I mean, do you want me to tell, give you an example of a joke yeah, that I, go for it. like a joke that I wrote okay. that I had a lot, I have a lot of trouble with, and I've okay. tried to decide whether or not it is an appropriate joke. Okay. 
So, now should I start out by telling the joke and then analyzing it? See if I get yeah, laugh tell, from Yeah, tell you? the joke. Let's tell the joke. But, like, okay, so, like, I want to put forth here that, like, like, in comedy there's nuance. And, like, the point of the joke is not to make fun of a group. But what I'm really doing is pointing out some horrible things from American history. Right, right. So that, like, there's nuance. Like, if you heard the joke, like, oh, that's such, that's such awful things. Well, yes. It's like, in, in making the joke, it's like, I'm in on it with you. I think these things are awful. Okay. And that's, that's kind of part of the, it's like, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I even, I even, and I'll, then I'll, first let me tell the joke and I'll tell you about, like, the evolution of the joke. But this is a joke, just as it is. Okay. Like, um, um, and my wife and I, this is, I wrote a couple years ago. My wife and I, we recently celebrated our third anniversary. It's the, uh, it's a leather anniversary. Um, and now the interesting, now that is the gift for both the traditional and the modern list. Because there, there's two lists. And, and I can understand why they came up with a new list. Because there's a few things on the traditional list that are a bit politically incorrect. For example, and this is true. For your 14th anniversary, you're supposed to get your spouse ivory. Now, for your 15th anniversary, you're supposed to get a, get them a pack of smokes and a gallon of leaded gasoline. And uh, for your 16th anniversary, and and this is this is this is truly offensive, but you're supposed to dress up in blackface and perform a minstrel show. Yeah, and you don't even want to know what the 17th anniversary gift is: the scalp of a Navajo. Anyways, that's a joke. Clearly, I got no laugh from it. My <laughs> delivery sucks. But, uh, so that's a joke. And again, sort of like, and then, and I really, I really pained over that because I was like, I'm trying to decide, like, you know, because I'm not trying to be offensive or racist. I'm trying to make sure that is not, right. that is not a racist joke. And I even, I introduced the portion of, I, I point out, I, even in the joke, I point out that this is something that is offensive to me. Like, and then, but, but what I'm really, it's like, I'm pointing out the things that were from American history that were like, what I'm like in the joke, I'm trying to get more and more inappropriate. Like, it's like, it starts, you know, like ivory to like, to like things that are outdated to like pointing out truly like horrible things from American history. Yeah. Like from like, you know, you know, um, you know, uh, blackface and segregation and all the way back to like the slaughter of the natives. Right. And so like, that's, that's like my edgy joke. And I like, um, you know, the page is like, should I, should I even keep that joke? Is that too offensive? Like, and I, and I've done it and I've told it once and there were, you know, there were numerous black people in the audience and, um, yeah, it had no, who had no, nobody really had any problem with it other than nobody found it funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that was because of the joke. I think it was just because <laughs> of my shitty delivery. Yeah. But, uh, um, but then again, when I, when I go to these, when I go to these, stand-up comic open mics it is a very accepting it's everybody everybody every color is there every you know um and it's a very most people are amateurs and it's a very friendly environment people are who get offended are not there no no i understand people understand people who go there understand that you're trying to be a little bit you're trying to push the envelope but you're not doing it you're not doing it from a hate point of view you're just trying to you know, it's okay. It's like a safe environment, and black people can tell Jew jokes. And I, right. you know, one, and I was talking to this one guy. I was like, "Hey, man," he's because I was telling, I was having some conversation about the joke, and I get in his pen, and he said something about because he start he started out his set with like, 
like a Jew joke. And I was like, come on, you got to tell more Jew jokes. As long as the only bar is it has to be funny, right? Yeah. And because um, we know that we're there, we're coming from a place of comedy, not from a place of hate. Right, you know, it's, right. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's and that's you have to understand the context. Of course. It's a very, and it's mostly amateurs who are just, just trying to learn what to do and it's, it's not judgmental you know no, and, it, and that's different and then t- and just kind of in the middle in public trying to make random people laugh and things like that and that would be i think a different approach you might take so i i the whole the whole reason but what asking, is your what is your opinion but what is your opinion about like should should that be a, a joke that i don't tell uh, no not necessarily i think it's a joke that needs to be punched up a little bit or smoothed out um, but in terms of like just the fact that the, I referenced the, the, blackface, the idea, no, no, the idea is, is humorous, but I think it needs some work. It, it, it's okay. It seems very stilted, and I'm not sure it really flows very well. Um, well, that could be my delivery. But again, like I, I, I agree that, like all my stand-up comedy, the delivery <laughs> needs work, yeah. well, as opposed to that comes with that comes with time and practice. But uh, but like what I'm trying to focus on right now is the the topic you brought up, which is the idea of appropriateness, and is it again because like the joke is. But do you ever self censor? It's it's a little less of about appropriateness and a little bit more about self censor. Like there was a situation, and this isn't a joke telling situation. It was a situation that's funny, and you could have made it funnier, but if you made it funnier, it might have gotten offensive. And so, therefore, you didn't do that. But again, like, like what type of offensive? Okay, like, well, I'll, sexually offensive? Right, me, I'll tell you my story, okay? And then you can go ahead okay, and yeah, judge, tell me story. Okay. judge whether or not self-censorship was a good thing to do. I should have just gone for the joke. I actually think if I'd gone for the joke, everything would have been okay. But let me tell the story. Okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a, a friend of ours. She had her birthday party and uh i actually took the night off of work and we celebrated her her party and uh her husband rented a uh, a local mexican restaurant uh and they had like a, a buffet and we you know we had drinks and everybody was having a good time and so i was with my wife and uh one of our friends and uh we had sitters for the girls and so we ate some food and we were drinking and having a good time and it was about nine ten o'clock 10 o'clock, I think, we decided to go ahead and, and leave the party. And I thought we were going home when my wife's friend says, let's go over to uh, Vine and Barley and have a few drinks. And uh, Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, Vine and Barley, uh, there's probably other ones around the country with different names, but it's a kiosk-type wine bar where you buy a card, almost like a Dave & Buster's-type card, and you put money on For that adults. card, and then you go to the different little kiosks, and you slide the card in, and they offer you a quarter cup, a half cup, or a full cup of, of wine, full glass of wine. And they have, of course, different prices, all different types of wines, red, white, Rieslings, everything. Um, and so we're there, and I, I ordered, I'm, I'm not big on wine, I don't drink a lot of wine, so they have a, they do have a bar with a lot of different craft beers, and so I order a, a craft beer, and uh, and the wife and her friend they're having wine, and we go sit near the front of the uh, the uh, establishment inside. Uh, they have an outside patio area, but we're inside, 
and we're talking and going through some things and uh, we see there's a bunch of games and things like that um, so while we're there uh, uh, a group of three uh, uh, black people come in uh, probably in their 20s and they're, they're there of course to, to drink and, and, and hang out and uh, they come over and they look for a game and they're looking for they see the box for cards against humanity have you ever played cards against humanity no okay um without getting too much into it cards against humanity is just basically each player is given seven cards and each card has a different line on it or answer and then somebody picks out a card from the deck and reads it out and it's a question and you try to match your card with the answer that would best match the question and then the person who asked the question picks the one that they like best. So if you've got, we had six people playing, you would read a card, the other five players would put their best answer down, you would read all five answers to your question and see what you like best. And normally it's supposed to go for humor. And Cards Against the Humanities really does kind of delve into a lot of those kind of shadow areas of, of what could be funny and you know, going on offenses could be very sexual. It could be a little bit racially tinged, uh, religiously tinged, politically tinged, all that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun to play. If you get a lot of people who are, who are pretty quick and, and, and have a good sense of humor and you're drinking, it, it usually ends up with everyone having a good time and just laughing their ass off. You don't even really care about who wins at that point. So we're playing... And, you know, we don't have teams. We're all kind of on our own team. And we're sitting around. And we're talking to, the, to these three people. It's two girls and a guy. And they're as nice as can be. Uh, very fun. Uh, they're drinking. We're drinking. We're all having a good time. So I'm sitting next to my wife's friend. And she draws a card. And she looks at the card. And she's pretty drunk right now. And a couple of the other girls are pretty drunk as well. She looks at me. She goes, I don't want to read the card. And I'm like... Well, let me see what is it and she holds the card up to me and it says white people like blank and I'm like go ahead and read it it's not that bad I, you, you have no idea what the answers are going to be and so you know she so she reads it she was afraid that you know she would be racially insensitive if she read the card I said it's not like that you know we're having a good time they're 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 laughing with us read the card so she reads the card white people like and of course they they start laughing they think it's it's great they think it's hilarious and so everyone's starting to look at hands and as, as i've said that as i said going to play i look at my hand and i have a bunch of different answers and mm -hmm. things like hormone injections or stuff like that you know just random words or phrases and stuff like that there was one that I wanted to play, and I really thought it was funny. But I was like, okay, is this funny, or is this crossing the line? And I don't know these people the, the, you know, that well. They're really nice. They're, 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 we're having a good time. We're, we're, we're having great conversation. Complete strangers. I never saw them before that night. I'll probably never see them again. But, you know, do I read this card? And the answer that I had that I could have played that put down was white people like blank. And my answer was the three-fifths compromise. Hmm. And I decided not to play it. 
I self-censor myself. I'm like, that could be funny, but it could be crossing the line. So somebody else, you know, so we all played, I played something else. I, I did not win. The one that won was white people like, and then the, the winning answer was destroying the evidence. Hmm. But I was like, should I have played that card? We were having a good time. I don't think they would have been overly offended by it. They probably would have laughed their ass off. Or do you think self-censorship is a good idea to do at some at a point like that? I mean, but again, because these are these are strangers. Yes. Um, and also, it's 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 it, it's not. I mean, humorous versus like, I mean. White, all white people don't like their faces compromised. Obviously not. Obviously not. But that's you know, like the, part of the that it was would, like part of the founding fathers right. did. Now remember, the name of the game is Cards Against Humanity, <laughs> and that's the typical type of answer you see. You see, very, you know, harsh kind of answers to some of these questions. I mean. I mean, you could have played it, but prefaced it. No, you could no, said some, like and said so. If you start, you're not allowed to do it. And be like, well, okay, well, okay. First, tell me, you could, you know. First of all, you 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 have to make it. You you have to put it face down. The person doesn't want you. Don't want the person to know who played it, so that way it avoids okay. bias. You know, so it, they're supposed right. to read it. They're supposed to find out what they think is funniest, and that person gets the point. Again, because it has to do with there's the stranger factor. Now, would, oh, here's a, okay. Here, let me let me put it this way: Would you have played it with like three three total strangers? Yes. Um, the, and everybody's drunk, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone's good and 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 at least very buzzed. Um. I mean, I so one of somebody would have played it and then who turns over the cards whoever asked the question which would have been my uh, wife's friend my wife's friend would have been the one to read the answer so she may not have even wanted to pick that one as the answer she would have been like yeah that's not funny at all you know i don't yeah. i don't know but yeah that's tough i mean i guess in that situation i would have Again, because the, the only thing here is the stranger factor, is that you don't know these people. You don't well, know. Well, I mean, but that, if they have a good sense of humor, they understand. They, like they don't, and they don't. They don't. The other thing is they don't know you. They don't know like, they, oh, I know no, Darren. But, he's you know. But he's every not, time you, know? you get on stage, those people don't know you. You know, every time you start joking about how Katie shouldn't wear white at her own wedding, those people don't know you. So. That's why I'm saying, would you have self-censored at that point? Again, it's... But when you get on stage, you also understand, well, where am I getting on stage? Um, I mean, this especially if you're getting... If you're, on, if you're at a comedy club where people are okay with foul language and edgy humor and everybody understands that where you're coming from as opposed to like um, you're doing comedy 
at work or at church or wherever, you know, like the the library, you know, at the family the family picnic. I don't well, know. let's put it this way: in 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 retrospect, I think we all would have been okay with it because at the end of the night, literally, we were standing in the parking lot. And they were putting their fists in the air going black power and we would put our fists in the air and yell white privilege. Wow. <laughs> That's where it ended up. <laughs> <laughs> and we all shook hands. How did you get there? How did I get there? How did we get there? It's it's, yes. it's called alcohol and having a good time. That's how you get there. Uh, it was it was it was two just two completely, you know, opposite you know, you know disparate groups of people who had never met each other decided let's drink and play a card game together and we had a great time so that by telling me that it seems like they would have been okay with it i think they would have been okay with it i do so who who were you who were you with again i was with my wife and her and her friend i was with barbara okay oh barbara um but i mean i mean there's there's sort of there's an issue here that i think you're glossing over because you're focusing too much on the racial aspect and the issue is of course were they hot women actually it was it was two girls and one guy and yes the two women were attractive okay because that's really that's the important issue here they were attractive but they they were they were younger they were like i want to say maybe mid-20s so Uh, so just to clarify, attractive twenty-something women. Hmm. I notice you have not answered my question yet. <laughs> well, what was the, I'm sorry. What was the question? Would Would you have played the card? Would I have played the card? Would you have played the card? Um, why people like the three-fifth compromise? It, it's kind of tricky because being strangers. That make it makes it very difficult. I sort of, I try not to engage in even, like I decided a while back, like I don't even engage in political conversations with strangers. Okay. Like just somebody at a bar, just somebody you know at the table next to you. Hey, blah blah blah. Hey, what do you think? Or like some sort no, of like would you make, disagreement. Would you make a political I wouldn't. I don't even do that with strangers. You don't even make like, you don't political know. jokes with strangers or anything like that. I really don't like to do that because then I want to go to if I want to go to like a discussion like I have with you, it's like you can't go there because you don't know how the fucking crazy person is going to react. Right. So like, I don't even like having just philosophical, not even not political, but like like just philosophical conversations with strangers. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Somebody I don't know, just some random person. Right. You know? Okay. So you would not have been standing in the parking lot going white privilege? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, again, you, you know, you get to know the people, you realize yeah. that they have a sense of humor. And yeah, we spent a good couple hours well, you know, with them. It was, it was a good time. Exactly. Good you time. know where you're coming from. Yes. I'd love to meet them again. I, you know, I'd say, I, I think we said, hey, we should come back here every, you know, of course, drunk people say, we should come back here all the time and do this mm-hmm. all the time. Which, you know, we'll. None of us. I haven't been to Bind and Barley in forever. And God knows when I'll be back. But yeah, it's a cool place, though. Damn. So what's the answer? What's the correct answer? There is no correct answer. This was just your opinion. You know, it's like 
I'm trying to find out from a guy that does. It's the stranger. It doesn't matter what what the issue and, is. It's the stranger yeah, factor well, I, to well, me. Well, I'm just trying to. I I know the emphasis you put on humor, not just as a a, a person that's that's starting out on stand-up comedy, but at, overall in general, you humor is a big part of what you like to do, and so because that is a part of what you like to do, it's not something that's always easy to quote unquote turn off. And I know you've gotten in trouble with that before, especially for like your wife. Like always, you got to be joking about something. I get the same thing from my wife. You always have to joke about something. Like, can't you be serious for half a second or whatever? Um, so, I know that maybe self censorship isn't your first go to reaction. You know, if you can find, if you can mine humor out of a situation, you will do that. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna tell sex jokes at the the child music class no i'm but this isn't this isn't that type of thing you're in a bar you're drinking you're playing a game that's designed for humor you're playing a game that's not only designed for humor but humors that stretch the boundaries of good taste so this isn't that's not analogous this isn't a this isn't you know letting one whip, rip, rip in the middle of church this is a type of setting where humor is expected. Now, I guess the easy answer is, when in doubt, always go on the safe side. Even if you miss a really good joke? <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt. When in doubt, just go on the safe side. Okay. Even if you miss a really good joke. Even if you miss a really good joke. Because I know, I mean, there's a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of stand-up comics that even to this day still kind of push that, that bubble. But again, but like, they, I they like... They do get in trouble uh, for it these days. Comics are getting uninvited to places. Yeah. They, half of the stand-up comics say they can't even play college campuses anymore. <clears throat> yeah, because it's, it's too PC. Yeah. I mean... There's certain ways, like, I, I appreciate how, like, certain comics not, or TV shows go about certain jokes, like, where it's, if there's a horrible situation, it's, like, how do you dance around making jokes about something like that? It's like, um, you try to, I don't know, the, the, the joke about people's reaction to it, or, um... It's tough. Like I mean, you know, certain situations. I don't know. You can't really make jokes about like the mass shootings, but like, but there may be a lot of jokes making fun of the NRA's or whoever's reaction. Right. To you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like sort of a step removed, maybe. Well, the, the whole the whole cliche is comedy is tragedy plus time. So, yeah. so obviously, timing is a is a big part of that. Um. So, I, you know, you have many comics that feel that there's nothing that's off limits. That you can find humor out of the darkest places. And um, they attempt to do that. And there's a certain amount of bravery that goes with that. But Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that was, that, was my, uh, that was my question for you, which... Florida answered. 
You never really said yes or no. I guess you said you would stay safe, so I guess no, you would not have played the card. Again, it's a stranger factor. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Now let's say, let's okay. Well, let me throw this back to you. Let's say you do meet up with him at the bar. You happen to go back to the vine and whatever the fuck you call it, mm-hmm. and you meet up with him again. And then this a similar situation. You get something similar. Would you do it? Knowing them, maybe better. Maybe, maybe. It's, possibly. You're still you're still in a maybe now after you were in the parking lot, yelling white power, black, <laughs> no, or black power, not, white I, privilege. I did not yell white power. Okay, <laughs> I yelled white privilege. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Big but, uh, anyways, difference. But my, Big difference. <laughs> <clears throat> but given that, and everybody was, you know, everybody clearly had a sense of humor. You still wouldn't play the card. I might. I might play it now. Yeah, it's just a stranger yeah. factor. Yeah. Although I think white people like destroying the evidence was pretty funny. <laughs> so whoever played that, I think, uh, got a good win. So. All right. Okay. All right. Before I forget, the last joke I was going to tell yes. was uh, the whole purple thing. And again, um, purple for fighting the opioid crisis. Uh-huh. I looked it up because I was like, well, since when? Okay, since I, when is purple represented? Can I guess? Because I was going to ask you this question: Has it? Does it have to do with Prince? I, I don't know, but that was my guess as well. Yeah. I was. That's my first gut reaction. Was like, is it Prince? And I looked it up, and I couldn't find the answer. But what I did find was that purple was supposed to be the color for the fighting Alzheimer's. Huh. And then the na- the next conclusion I came to was that it's fairly easy. Exactly, it's fairly easy to convince an Alzheimer's person that, like, yeah, we're wearing purple. Why are we in purple? We can't even remember. Is it for opioids? Fighting the opioids? Yes, that's it. Fighting the opioids. Yeah, you got, you you took my punchline, but basically, yes. What do we want? They I still- don't remember. When do we want it? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> when do we want it? Where are my shoes? <laughs> After the evening news. After Hannity. <laughs> but, uh... <sighs> Alright, well, I think that, um... That about wraps up another, uh... Episode of What About Now. I got a whole other story. Well, let's save that for the next podcast. Because we've, uh... We can make it a quick story. It's not. It's actually not that long okay. a story. Is it? Yeah, it might be, because there let's, could be a side conversation. Let's, let's, there, I, so I've, I've got something for the next podcast, too, so we'll save it for the next podcast. Remember, we're trying to, are we gonna we're, we're trying we, to keep this uh, audience friendly. We were already an hour and 15 minutes, so I think we... Yeah. Yeah. we got to make these these digestible morsels for our, for our ravenous fans. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, so that's it. Yeah, so it's about my, the teaser is my, my trip to Tennessee. Okay, that's your teaser. My teaser is uh, the best television series I've watched recently that's almost 25 years old. Oh, that was the other story. 25 years old. Well, let me see. Let me do some math here. 17, 18, 19, 92. I said almost 25, so not quite. 1994. Deep Space Nine. We'll talk about it next time. 
Was that the answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. So much for your story. Well, there's much more to it, but <laughs> okay. I want to expound on it a little bit we... more than that. <laughs> Jesus 9, it's What's... good. There we go. That's my story. <laughs> no, I want to expound well... a little bit more, but we'll save it for next time. Okay. It'll be a, I want to right. be a Star Trek-centric episode next time, because I also want to touch a little bit on Discovery. Have you, have you watched that? Nope. Nope. We'll, 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 nope. We'll, we'll touch on that, so. Are you saying nope because you refuse to watch it, or are you saying nope because you refuse to pay for it, or are you saying nope because... Second one. Yeah, I refuse to pay for it. Yeah, well, neither, so do I. I'm stealing it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only respectable thing to exactly. do. Exactly. Yes. Um, but we'll touch on that next time, so. <laughs> what's the what's the phrase that pays for this week? A phrase that pays for this week is, huh, I don't know. Dead Man's Curve, because you got to figure out what song that is. What? Dead Man's Curve. I... No, fuck it, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm officially, this is the first time I'm officially rejecting your phrase that All pays. Right, you got to try again. your phrase that pays? Well, what was the title? What was the title of the podcast? We said, I have to go back and listen. I don't even remember. <laughs> Something about cake. Oh, yeah. Okay. The phrase that pays is... Uh, the three-fifths compromise? No. <laughs> uh, wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. No, 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 no. Katie and Matt. Katie and Matt. There you go. The phrase that pays is Katie and I explain to our listener what that means. And what's the prize, by the way? Um, did, you, did you have to steal an invitation from Katie and Max's wedding? I'll give them that. No, they usually don't have invitations when you're at the uh, wedding. A, pl- a placard or a, a little centerpiece or whatever they have at weddings. Did you steal one of those? No, I did not steal uh, anything. Well, then... I've got nothing to commemorate Katie and Mac, do I? Uh, you can send them a piece of cake. <laughs> I will send in. I will. I'll throw in. <laughs> I will throw in a prepackaged little Debbie cake. A little Debbie cake, to represent the the blessed union of of Katie and Mac. Yeah. and to represent the racial harmony of a group of white people and black people drinking oh. together. And screaming epitaphs in the uh, parking lot, they will be zebra cakes. Very nice, very nice. We should come together. There you go. So. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Until no, you didn't say give out the email address. Oh, you give out the email address. You're, you, that's your thing. Oh, uh, Darren and Ted at gmail.com. That's D A R I N A N D T E D. At gmail.com. Okay. Now, have you, have you checked... The phrase it? of pays of Katie and Yeah, so there's this awesome thing called uh, email forwarding, so I don't even have to check it. Everything it just gets forwarded to my normal email. Uh-huh. So, you know, giganticpenis82 <laughs> gmail. No. Uh, it's actually littlewilly25. <laughs> no, um... No, so it gets forwarded to my normal okay. email. So, nope, nothing. nothing. Not a zil- zip, zilch, and uh, zed, and zero. And you check the spam no, folder wait. as well, correct? I don't think there is a spam folder, is there? <laughs> Gmail? I don't know. For Gmail? I think there is. 
I'm not sure. Here's a question that just occurred to me. Let's say you work for the spam company. Does it? It's not. I guess it's not technically called the spam folder. It's called the junk folder. Yeah. How many times a day do you think there's like a chastising if like somebody says, "Oh, I got some more spam email," and then somebody is like, "It's how you know stop insulting spam like this." But you know. I wonder if a person that sends out a bunch of coupons for spam just goes straight to the spam folder. I mean, they probably do it just for the giggles, just for the sheer <laughs> irony. So you know, spam, spam. Spam, 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 spam. But and we're not changing our phrase of pays. The phrase of pays is Katie and Matt. Katie and Matt. And uh, we have a whole plethora of prices that I probably will have to go back and listen to all the podcasts remember what I promised at this point. So. Oh, that's right, yeah. You did. Well, it's all documented. I rem- okay, I recall Zebra Cakes, uh, the What About Now CD by Bon Jovi, uh, Professor Plum Clue Card, a Star Wars item, and I know there are some other things I'm forgetting. So, uh, A drill. You promised a goddamn drill. That's the one I haven't posted yet. A drill. Okay. A drill. A broken a drill. A broken drill, yes. I, ha- I yes. have plenty of those, so a broken drill. <laughs> the Dying Ryobi. I was going to use that as the title to the last podcast. The Dying Ryobi. But, uh, nah, I'm not going to use okay. it. I was going to call it The Dying Ryobi. No. <laughs> Soon to be posted the next podcast. It's so weird we're talking yeah, about. Yes, we're You're li- Right now, you, the listener, are listening to this podcast talking about posting the last podcast. It's like going to create a rip in the fabric of space-time. That's but. it. Mind blown, baby. All right, man, so that's it, Darren at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, got to sign off. Drop us a line, tell us what you like, tell us what you hate, tell us to go fuck ourselves, just tell us something. Yeah, really. And also, here's a teaser. There might be a theme, so by the time you hear this, there might be an intro song. I think I'm going to have it done, and then you're going to hear, with Ooh. this one, you're going to hear an intro. I've already, I'm going to post the last one, I'm not going to put the intro, but I'm gonna, there, there's gonna, a good chance there's going to be a little intro, what do they call it, a jingle, whatever, like, a bumper music it, or whatever for this podcast. Is it going to be as good podcast. as the intro music to Deep Space Nine? Because that shit's in my head right now, so. I can't, couldn't tell you what that theme song is my life depended no, on. I'm not going to sing it for you. You'll just have to look it up, so. But when you've, when yeah, you've watched no, all seven seasons, you know, over the course of a little bit more than a year, it's stuck in your head, so. Yeah, but I think that's the only reason. It's not memorable otherwise. Uh, it's not like, like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's, that's yeah. a theme song. It's not like the Oof. original two stars. It's not a bad theme song. I mean, it's not a bad theme song, but no, it's not. It doesn't have the staying power as the other two. I agree. So it's like background music. It's like some of the later works of John Williams when he scores. Yeah, Ugh, it's like something from the '90s. Like, eh, is it memorable? Although, yeah, Duel of the Fates is very memorable for John Williams. I think what was that? Duel of the Fates from Phantom Menace. That that piece I think was very memorable. I've blocked the entire thing. Yeah, well, hey. It's the Darth Maul lightsaber scene. Just go with that, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. That piece of music. Apparently he's still apparently okay, spoiler alert, according to the eight hundred theories on the internet, he is uh Dar- what's his name? Snoke. He's Snoke. I said it here, I said it now, he is Snoke. Um if the cartoons are canon, which I have been told that they are. He is not Snoke. Oh, he's not Snoke. Darth Maul has been featured prominently in both the Star Wars Clone Wars series and Star Wars Rebels. 
He is not Snoke. Like I said, you heard it first here. He is not Snoke. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. So, okay, we have diverted away from the ending of this podcast, which we need to get back to. So. Oh yeah, Darren and Ted at gmail.com. And I'm Ted. I'm Darren, and until next time. Uh, this has been another episode of What About Now. Good night, everybody. <laughs>